Interestingly, however, the AHDA experts do not make the same efforts <laughs> at all to scrutinize the trials that do support their hypothesis. If I'm going to err, it's going to be with saturated fat, a natural substance that human beings have been living with and evolving with since the beginning of time. People listen to this, I mean, and, and, and they're acting like juveniles. They have this idea that they can't let go of, and damn it, I'm right. And I'm, gonna, and I'm going to skew it to, to show that I'm right. But you know what? This isn't a game. They're not cheating in a, at a game right now. All right? They're, they're, people's lives are at stake here, and people and, and industries are at stake here. Millions and millions of people's health are at stake here. They're telling people to get rid of what is seemingly natural to human beings, instead eating things that are not natural. That is not something we evolved. I mean, like, we don't know. We don't know. But, but God, if we don't know, don't make those kind of huge recommendations like that. It's, it's, it's scary. Hey, Inform Nation, welcome to episode number 34 of the Inform Fitness Podcast, 20 minutes with New York Times bestselling author, Adam Zickerman and friends. And I really think today, this episode, might be the first 20-minute episode we've had in quite a long time. <laughs> and there are many reasons for that. One of them is the fact that Sheila Melody is actually off gallivanting around France as we speak, so she will not be joining us here. In Part of France. She yeah, she's such a windbag anyway. She just like, keeps on rambling and rambling and rambling. That's why we're going for like over 45 minutes. I know. Poor Sheila. She's, she just keeps talking, and she won't let us get a word in edgewise. Like, right? like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> she is throwing Sheila. things at the, that her radio right now listening to this. Listen to Mike putting down Sheila without her here to defend herself. <laughs> Honestly, that was supposed to be like really ironic because we all know that <laughs> I nice. got nothing to say and keep talking now. <laughs> <laughs> and Sheila's well, always that was just funny jumping. Because Mike didn't think I was being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, so for those of you who are new to the podcast, the voices so you my are wife hearing. always tells me. She always has to explain <laughs> me. Well, I wasn't prepared to defend myself, so that's why I just sort of uh, just did pivoted. <laughs> <laughs> You're hearing the voice of Mike Rogers, the general manager of Inform Fitness, there at uh, Inform Fitness there headquarters. There goes the 20 minutes. <laughs> the, real, the, the real windbag of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't keep my mouth shut. Also, of course, the man you just heard is the founder of Inform Fitness, Adam Zuckerman. And Adam, you know, a few episodes ago, we were we spent a lot of time talking about your ketogenic diet, that 90-day journey that you embarked upon right towards the beginning of 2017. And you had tremendous results with this new uh, diet plan. And we've yet to see your blood work results. I'm assuming that's coming pretty soon. But the yes. items that you mentioned that you, the food that you were eating on this diet were some items that we've been told for decades to stay away from, saturated fats and such. And that is the title or the topic for today's podcast. Yes, yes. So uh, saturated fat is, has been vilified for the last 50 years and continues to this day to be vilified by the American Heart Association with a recent uh advisory they, they put out can't be more than a couple of weeks ago at this point and uh, I remember when it came out Mike ran to me and said Adam mm. did you see this 
Right, Mike? That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, Adam, did you see this? No, I, I will. You know something? The, uh, <laughs> just like that. Just like, like that. Adam, just like that. Adam, comma, oh. pause. Did you see this? <laughs> just, for, mark. just for effect. Yeah, yeah, right. No, well, here's the deal. You know something? Um, you know, we're always bringing things to each other's attention, you know, when we see something published online. And frankly, the first thing I saw was about two weeks ago was uh, a headline that says, uh, it turns out coconut oil is bad for you. I saw the same thing. You know, thing. says yeah. the AHA. And I was like, whoa, okay, all right. Well, I cannot wait to read this because... The uh, AHA, yeah. the American Heart Association, yeah, is mean, revered right. well, that's, that, institution. I mean, that's what... It, I, I get very excited about it. And I've been excited to, to actually read studies, um, not just articles, ever since um, I read Good Calories, Bad Calories by Gary Taubes about, I don't know, like about 12 or 13 years ago. And because, I mean, that was, uh, I don't know what it was. Who knows? It was a long time ago, it seems like. Um, but uh, anyway, it's, you know, he, he uh, wrote a fantastic book. And through the research in that book, um, which really, really was talking about this. It, it was talking about carbohydrates and uh, and fats and proteins and everything. But the thing is, through his research, you learn, and he brings attention to the idea uh, of studies themselves that get published and mm -hmm. and the articles on the studies. And so ever since then, when we get access to uh, an article that says carbs are good for you, or proteins bad for you, or fat is bad for you, or whatever, or, you or see those we want to we want to actually read them, see what the what they're saying, and oftentimes. We're we're finding that uh, only four people were involved in this study, or that there it was only observational research, or only twenty five thousand people were interviewed uh, on paper and they sent it in through the mail or There's something. No like follow up. That. Yeah, and, and all this kind of so stuff. really, the, basically, the scientific method wasn't really really used. Uh, um, and and but the thing is, when uh, the American Heart Association, mm -hmm. a very very reputable uh, um, organization that is um, respected by your physicians who are giving you advice and, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, it just It's a shame to see that uh, oftentimes this stuff is, uh, is much more questionable than it is substantive. And so anyway, I saw th this article and, and it's funny because uh, a couple months ago, you know, you know, I get clients who send me articles that are just like it's with similar type of headlines like, Mike, you see, you see. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, this came out of Tufts University by the, you know, the American Dietetic Association or so and so. And I'm just like, well, it was also sponsored. But they're trying to tell you that whole grades are good for you. But it, the, the study was sponsored by or paid for by General Mills and the <laughs> Department of Agriculture. You know, two organizations that want you to eat more Cheerios. I would say, I mean, like, uh, and, and then you look at the study itself and it actually has almost nothing to do with the headlines sometimes the things yeah. are interpreted in such ways anyway so adam prepared a little you know he wrote out a nice little commentary and i think this is gonna be a little bit of a unique uh podcast because uh it may seem a little lectury but we're gonna hopefully have a little discussion about it but we're gonna keep it short and sweet and he'll explain why so when mike brought this to me and i had already heard about it but but i i had or i was rolling my eyes about it before i even read read it uh, when he brought it to me, I said, yes, Mike, I did hear about it, but I, I haven't actually read it yet. And so, of course, I ended up reading it that evening. It's it's like 30 pages long. Mm. And, uh, well, quite honestly, uh, it, it's, it's a complete rehashing of what the AHA has been saying and arguing for, for 50 years now. And there was nothing, believe it or not, in it that was new. Uh, and I don't want to sound 
conspiratorial. Uh, but for whatever reason, the American Heart Association continues to cherry-pick studies, old flawed studies, by the way, uh, that support their hypothesis. Uh, they can't uh, get over the fact that they believe and will do anything to support this belief that saturated fat causes heart disease. Now, again, this has been going on for like 50 years. And unfortunately, they're using pretty shady techniques mm. to come to these conclusions. Uh, techniques that are basically, you know, cherry-picking the, the, the studies that support their argument. Now, the big travesty here to me uh, is that I don't understand why the whole scientific community and the press, for that matter, the media, aren't screaming dirty pool. It baffles me that they're not saying, hey, you're rehashing the same old crap that you've been rehashing for the last 50 years. Maybe because most people feel that saturated fat must be bad for Maybe everyone believes that saturated fat must be bad for After all, they, we've been hearing it for the last three generations. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I have to say, first and foremost, that uh, I don't know whether saturated fatty acids or SFAs or saturated fat is bad for you. I don't know. I don't think they are. But I don't know for sure because we don't have enough evidence to say that. With all the studies that have been done, we still can't definitively say that saturated fatty acids are bad for us and cause cardiovascular disease and kill us early. No studies have shown that yet. No good studies anyway. But the thing is, the AHA doesn't know this either. But they want so badly to believe that saturated fat is bad that they talk themselves into it and manipulate the facts to fit their belief. Therefore, the AHA included only the research that supported what they know must be true, and that is saturated fat is bad. Now, the AHA concluded that only four trials, four clinical trials, have ever been done with what they say sufficiently reliable methodology to allow them to assess the value of replacing saturated fats with polyunsaturated fat. And they've concluded, by the way, that this replacement reduce heart attacks by 30%. 30%. That is such a huge number to, to say and advise people and tell people based on such horrible and selective clinical trials. Now, the AHA experts have systematically picked through all the other studies and found reasons to reject all the studies that didn't find such a large positive effect, meaning that 30% reduction in heart disease, including a significant number of studies that happen to suggest the opposite. That saturated fat definitely does not cause heart disease. For those trials, they rejected them and told you why they rejected them, that they were flawed for this reason and that reason, bias, not blind studies, the sample sizes are too small. And that's fair enough. They're correct. Interestingly, however, the AHA experts do not make the same efforts <laughs> at all to scrutinize the trials that do support their hypothesis. Included in some of those studies that they rejected to include in their hypothesis are the Minnesota Coronary Survey, the Sydney Heart Study, hmm. and the largest single study ever conducted so far called the Women's Health Initiative. 
all rejected because they had flaws in their research. And by the way, these studies happen to all refute the hypothesis that saturated fat causes cardiovascular disease. Coincidence? I don't think so. Now, the four studies, the four, the measly four studies that they did use to support the hypothesis that saturated fat is bad are, first of all, old studies. They were all conducted in the 60s. One of them, for instance, is called the Oslo Diet Heart Study. So I did some digging about this Oslo Diet Heart Study, and lo and behold, Gary Taubes, who Mike just mentioned, uh, did the digging for us. Uh, Gary is the author, like we said, of Good Calories, Bad Calories, and, and is pretty much the uh, national face, maybe even the worldwide face, for pointing out how poorly these studies have all been done and how we have this worldwide bias against saturated fat. Anyway, what he found about the Oslo Diet Heart Study are the following. First of all, all the subjects of the Oslo Heart Study were at high risk of heart disease or had already had some kind of heart attack or episode. All right, so all the subjects had heart disease. The subjects were randomly put into two groups. Half of the patients ate a low saturated fat and high polyunsaturated fat diet with intensive counseling for years, continuous instruction and supervision. The control group ate whatever they were supposed to eat. This is a Norwegian diet back in the 60s with no counseling. No counseling. I repeat, no counseling. The control group got no counseling, but the high polyunsaturated fat and, and, high, and low saturated fat diets had intensive, their words, intensive counseling. It wasn't a blind study. All the physicians involved also knew whether their patients were assigned to the, either the intervention group or the control group. And the intervention group, by the way, it turns out, thank you to Gary Taubes uncovering this, the intervention group also ate half the amount of sugar of the control group. Half the amount of sugar. And by the way, the intervention group were eating less than 50 grams of sugar a day. That's practically a ketogenic diet, by the way, to have that low. Now, one group gets a healthy diet and intensive counseling for years. The other group gets nothing. In science, this is called performance bias. And you have to watch out for performance bias. And it's the equivalent of doing a drug trial without a placebo. It is literally an uncontrolled trial. Despite the randomization, it was an uncontrolled trial based on these facts. And we would never accept a trial like this for a drug. But we are for diet. Now, not only that, but the variables were more than one, there was more than one variable changed here. If we found out that half they were eating half the sugar, now we don't know if it's the fact that they were eating or not eating saturated fats that caused this drop, or maybe it was the fact that they stopped eating sugar that caused this drop in cardiovascular disease. So we don't know. This study needs to be rejected. And they rejected all the other studies for, for reasons less than that. But they didn't reject the Oslo study, and it needs to be rejected. 
Now, there was another study that they used out of the four. It was called the, pre, the PREDIMED trial. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse <good>. me. <laughs> right? That, that's a big trial, obviously. Yeah. PREDIMED trial. That truck liked it. Probably the most famous study that made the Mediterranean diet so popular. This was also included by the AHA. And guess what? I'm not going to get into all the details. You can look it up yourself. But the same issues existed as the, as the Oslo study. The same kind of problems associated with that as well. All right? Must reject. Same problems. No intervention for the control group, et cetera, et cetera. Must reject. So here's the kicker. The AHA experts actually acknowledge that they're discussing the same decade-old trials and that these trials cannot resolve this controversy. And this is what they say in this advisory that just came out. They actually said it in the advisory. I'm, and I'm going, to read the, I'm going to read this from the study, which is funny because, again, the press doesn't talk about this comment. They talk about how they just said 30% reduction is necessary in saturated fats and coconut oil is, since it's 82% saturated fat, that is the number one thing that should go, coconut oil. All right, this is what they wrote. The core trials reviewed in this section were started in the late 1950s and early 1960s. Readers may wonder why at least one definitive clinical trial has not been completed since then. Reasons include the high cost of a trial having upward of 20,000 to 30,000 participants needed to achieve satisfactory statistical power. The feasibility of delivering the dietary intervention to such a large study population and technical difficulties in establishing food distribution centers necessary to maintain high adherence for at least five years and declining CVD incidence rates caused by improved lifestyle and better medical treatment. These linked issues must be managed to obtain a definitive result. Remain the central considerations for dietary trials on cardiovascular disease and indeed are the overarching reason why few of these trials have ever been done. So they're basically saying, all right. They're basically, that, they're that basically it, negating any conclusions that they have from the study they just published. They're basically, <laughs> saying, they're basically saying that a study to really definitively prove that saturated fats are bad or good can't be done, that, that they quit. They quit. They are saying it can't be done. So why are they including the trials that support their argument? Because they aren't even close to those kind of standards. And of course, by the way, I talked about the, women, the Women's Health Initiative study that was rejected by them. Uh, they were that was rejected by them because they didn't have the uh, the numbers of participants. So that's why they rejected that. Really, it's probably because it didn't prove their point, their belief. Okay, one last point. If I'm going to err, it's going to be with saturated fat, a natural substance that human beings have been living with and evolving with since the beginning of time. The polyunsaturated oils, other than olive oil, of course, are man-made foreign objects, in essence, to our body. So before I subscribe to these weak AHA recommendations, I am going to need a lot more compelling evidence to accept a foreign object as, more, as healthier for me, as opposed to saturated fat, which is something that we've been eating as humans for our whole lives. 
So I'm not going to just jump ship now, especially since I had such great success personally with, with eating saturated fat. And that's true. I haven't had my blood work done, but you know, all, all signs say that I am actually in a better shape right now than I was. I lost weight. My back problems went away. I'm definitely not as inflamed, basically. And again, this inflammation I'm talking about, it's because our bodies are fighting these foreign objects that they're not meant to eat. And I'm sorry. If you tell me to choose between coconut oil and canola oil, I'm going coconut, baby. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, it makes... Uh, um it's, I mean, it's very, I mean, in defense of what they're saying, what AHA is saying, it is very, very difficult to isolate variables over a statistical, you know, uh, a significant amount of, statistically significant amount of people. Um, but, you know, Adam was, was just mentioning, he's like, if I'm going to err towards one thing based on what we see and what we can, you know, infer from, from, uh, from what's in front of us, it makes a lot more sense to at least go towards something like that. And I mean, it, that's what uh, basically they're showing us in this study is that they haven't successfully been able to isolate this variable and show the ramifications of it. You know, they, they, they can create all sorts of correlative evidence, uh, but really that's what they should be saying is AHA has found some correlations that saturated fat may be bad for you, but it, we have not proven it. And in fact, there are certain situations where uh, people have had uh, uh, a ketogenic diets with high saturated fat and have had very successful uh, results in improving their cardiovascular system. But they well, rejected those. But, they rejected those studies, yes. even though because they were flawed. Yes, not that, that their studies aren't flawed. The ones they're using, they're not flawed. But, or but the other ones are. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm just saying it's just it's just like there really there is just no proof, and to actually prescribe that type of thing. Uh, and we're, you know, like to be such a highly respected organization, which most doctors are, uh, are, are, they, they tell their, their, their patients based on this type of, uh, evidence or whatever is published. If they even, who knows how many of them actually read the studies. Well, that's the real, you know? that's the real crime here. I mean, people listen to this. I mean, and, and, and they're acting like juveniles. They have this idea that they can't let go of and. Damn it, I'm right, and I'm gonna and I'm going to skew it to to show that I'm right. But you know what? This isn't a game. They're not cheating in a, at a game right now. All right, the people's lives are at stake here, and people and, and industries are at stake here. Millions and millions of people's health are at stake here. They're telling people to get rid of what is seemingly natural to human beings, instead eating things that are not natural. That is not something we evolved. I mean, like. We don't know. We don't know. But, but God, if we don't know, don't make those kind of huge recommendations like that. It's, it's, it's scary. And, yeah. and it, it really scares me. Yeah. And, and the thing is, they, these, it's the conclusions. Um, there are, there's a contact. For example, saturated fat actually could be bad for your cardiovascular uh, uh, system if it is in the context of eating a lot of carbohydrates. You know, it's... Seriously, I mean, we don't know if it's bad because it's in the context of carbohydrates. It was just the carbohydrates themselves. Correct. We don't know. We don't know. When you're changing all these variables. That's the point. We don't know. I mean, who knows if it's bad? I don't think it is bad for us. All right. The onus is to prove that saturated fats are bad for us before you tell us not to eat them. So where are those studies? Where are those studies as to whether or not the you know well, the, the combination well, are, of various foods? And they are right. They are right by saying that it would take a huge, huge effort. 
I mean, Gary Taub started NUSI to, to really try to raise money to do a study that will once and for all, you know, try to get to the bottom of this. But it's, 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 an, it's, it's, it's nearly an impossible task. I, just to I get think, it funded? I think it's going to happen. Yeah, in, funded and done. I mean, uh, but hopefully, who knows? Well, I personally think it will happen in the future because you want to get volunteers to, uh, to participate in the studies. And the right. thing is, if, if saturated fat has been vilified historically for you know, a, a long enough time, it's literally, I think there's some people who think that there's an ethical dilemma in saying, hey, let's see how if we stuff some people with saturated fat and see yeah. how they're going to do. The thing is, it's kind of like, hey, let's see how heroin's going to be yeah. for some people and how not heroin's going to be. And I think sometimes because of the history that saturated fat has become, there may be a somewhat of an ethical dilemma in actually trying to yeah. recruit those people. That's to, true. To be so maybe they're not just bad in, in, infantiles that, that are afraid but, to bruise their ego. Maybe it's just because they're afraid that if they said that saturated fat is not so bad, yeah. then maybe they're afraid that we're going to start all of a sudden eating bacon for breakfast every single day. But you know what? Well, that more, might be okay. Yeah, I mean, compared to eating boxes of cereal yeah, every right. day, more sure. and more, mm -hmm. more and more every day, there are more and more people having a paleo style li lifestyle or a ketogenic lifestyle, and we're seeing a lot more people who are doing these quote unquote alternative diets um, uh, that are uh, that are actually people are, are are having incredible health benefits from it. And so I think and we're going to interview one of those people, by the way, uh, Annie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of our one of our uh, clients will be on uh, one of the podcasts we coming work up. Worked with a dietitian, uh, not, not a hack like us. They, she worked with a real dietitian. Mm -hmm. Well, just, our trainer is telling her to just eat fat. It was, she, she was under the, you know, and she had great results with a, a low carbohydrate. Uh, relatively high saturated fat. Well, diet. let's get her on relatively quickly if we can too, because you know we in, the, in this podcast, the life of this podcast, we're looking at about thirty-four, thirty-five episodes, and the lion's share of the episodes are about exercise and intensity. Uh, that's pillar one. But you know what? Today we're talking about pillar two and nutrition, and so I think this is uh, an area of of your three pillars, Adam, with exercise, rest, and recovery, and nutrition. One that we need to really spend a little bit more time on to help our audience really embrace power of ten. You know, it's it's great to you know hit all the pillars and everything, but for you know it we're just we want to have credibility for what we're trying to say. We don't we don't make like so, like uh, conclusive claims until we really really know. Not or like the AHA does. Exactly. And, it's, <laughs> and the thing is, and that's the thing is like, uh, um, and but it's great to see people who are doing some of these quote unquote alternative diets against what the American Heart Association is, uh, has prescribed and have had incredible success with their fitness goals and, uh, and their health goals as well. So, and Adams is a, another exhibit and you know, we're going to get the scientific results soon, I'm sure. But it's, uh, anyway, but the, I think this podcast is very, very important because, and we hope it just brings to attention just that we don't just read the headlines, uh, see if you can click on the actual study See if you can understand it the best you can. Consult somebody who, you know, and bring it to your doctor. Say, hey, what about this? What about that? Or, or, or someone who you think uh, might have a better idea of what talk they're talking about. But um, we do need to be a little dubious of some of these organizations that, uh, that the medical um, world has put a lot of stock in. Mike and Adam, thanks for a great discussion here on the Inform Fitness Podcast. Now, Inform Nation, we invite you to read that USA Today article titled, Coconut Oil Isn't Healthy, It's Never Been Healthy. Then review the American Heart Association study for yourself titled, AHA, 
Presidential Advisory on Dietary Fats and Cardiovascular Disease. And of course, for your convenience, we'll have a link to the article and that study in the show notes. You might remember we were hoping to have special guest bodybuilder and biomechanics expert Doug Brignoli on the show this week, but we had some Skype issues that we hope to have resolved here in the next couple of weeks, so looking forward to having Doug on the show with us very soon. If you are an exercise enthusiast and maybe you found this podcast via a search through iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, or even on YouTube, but you haven't yet given this Power of 10 slow-motion high-intensity strength training a try for yourself, what are you waiting for? Click on over to informfitness.com for locations across the U.S. Now, if you're not near an Inform Fitness location, you can click the link in the show notes, and that will direct you to Amazon so you can pick up Adam's book, Power of 10, the once-a-week slow-motion fitness revolution. Because inside the book, you'll find several demonstrations of exercises that you can perform in the comfort of your own home or even at a local gym. Thanks again for listening to the Inform Fitness Podcast. And for Adam Zickerman, Mike Rogers, and Sheila Melody of Inform Fitness, I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network.